Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Nomading House. In this episode, I continue to discuss the topic of identity. My guest is the beautiful, thick bitch, Amanda Rodriguez. Yay! Along with identity, we also talk about the microaggressions that we experience on the daily being beautiful and brown. So thank you for listening, friends. I hope you enjoy it. Bye! In Spanish. Amanda. Thank you so much for doing this. I am delighted. Oh my god. I am so excited to talk to you, even though I talk to you all the time. (laughs) But this time we're going to record it. Yes. (laughs) For all the world to hear. For all the world to hear. So let's get to know Amanda Rodriguez. Who is Amanda Rodriguez? Well, I am um, a performing arts marketer. I am currently working as a marketing manager at the Minnesota Opera. Fancy. Not as fancy as you (laughs) would think. I wish I got paid like it was fancy, but I don't. And then I also um, am a host of my own podcast, well, co-host with Mo Holmes called uh, Minnesota Playbish. You can find us at mnplaybish.com. <laughs> Say that one more time. You can find us where? At mnplaybish.com. And you can follow us on mnplaybinstagram <laughs> for uh, the latest hot uh, theater goss and um, critique. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> yeah. And then other than that, I um, am a stay-at-home cat mom. Um, I'm a, let me read you what my, <laughs> what my Facebook profile says, because someone, I love when people describe me and then I save it so that I can, when people say, who are you? I can um, remember. <laughs> so I am a domestic cat mom, was poppin' equity queen, fire emoji, fashion, astrology, bish. That's my... <laughs> DDS. <laughs> no, sorry, not a dentist. Sorry, let's not give them the wrong idea. MD. She's, yeah. She's not a dentist. But I could be. But you could be. Yeah. Can you imagine, Doctor Thickerita Rodriguez? <laughs> no one would come to me. No. They'd be like, "Who's that? Who's that?" <laughs> And then, of course, the white people, the Garita. Where's that from? Where's that from? (laughs) Oh, Pokemon? Pokemon. (laughs) I love Pokemans. Oh, God. Yeah. So, recently, we went to go see J-Lo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, both of our lives have changed ever since. It was, like, more than I ever thought it would be. Same. So basically, I have this friend who works security at the XL Energy Center, which is like our big touring venue slash where uh, the Wild play. <laughs> and um, he got like family and friend discounts for working there. And so it was like seven bucks, but like with Ticketmaster fees, it was like 20 bucks, which I think they're getting sued for actually. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, for um, basically like bait and switch. <laughs> but um, anyways, got 20 bucks floor seats. Me and you went. It was 
I was like, yeah, whatever, like, J-Lo is, like, going to be so nostalgic and cool. But, like, I literally screamed and cried, like, the whole time. <laughs> I was losing my mind. Like, I just couldn't. There were moments that I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with myself. It's just too much. It's too much. Oh, my God. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Oh, and then. Well, but I, but I do want to talk about this because, I mean, I love J-Lo. She's flawless. However, that whole, I was really uncomfortable, though, when she gave a random stranger a lap tan. Okay, so here's here's the rundown of the J-Lo concert. Beginning, amazing, super pumped. The middle was very confusing and very uncomfortable. And then the last part of it, incredible. Yeah. Super gay, super like over the top, amazing. So let's talk about the uncomfortable part that was sandwiched in between the two great parts. I mean, can we, okay. So first it was a lap dance. It was a lap dance and it was just, I mean, yes, she's, She's very, it's heteronormative, of course, because J-Lo's not, she's not queer. Yeah. And she's not trying to be, and, right. you know, but I mean, it was just so, I, I mean, I appreciate the whole, uh, I'm J-Lo, I'm sexy, I can do whatever the fuck I want, yeah. I'm powerful. Yeah. But it just Yeah, so, really like, good. basically what happened, so, like, the, um, the, the concert, the tour is called, um, not to be confused with Tour, but the T O U R is called. Is called. Um, it's my party, and she's like, "Guess what, everyone? It's my birthday!" And everyone's like, "Woo!" And then I was like, "Wait a second! Like you're a Leo, not a Cancer. It's not your birthday today." I was thinking about that the whole time. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, she like plays it off like it's her birthday. It's like a huge celebration. Like it's just a big like summer party for everybody. And so she's like, raise your hand if it's your birthday. And then like people are raising their hands and like screaming. And she like brings somebody up on stage. And we were like, excuse me? <laughs> like, it's my fucking birthday now. Because like, and so she brings up this like weird old daddy on stage. And his name's like Joe or something like that. Or like Javi or <laughs> I don't know. And she, she's like, um why don't you have a seat? And then there's these two, like, white women in these, in these like, stripper outfits, like, giving him a lap dance, basically. And we're like, okay, this is, like, a weird, like, costume change thing. But then she comes out in a new costume and yeah. gives him a lap dance. And I was like, I have been a fan since I was eight <laughs> years old. How come I am not up there getting a lap dance by J-Lo? And it's this weird poppy. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, it was... Well, and then the funny part is, is I do. I remember what, seeing this lady walk towards the stage with her little girl, trying to get her little girl on stage. Oh! And I was like... <laughs> Could eh, you imagine? I'm pretty sure the security was would have been like, eh, no. Yeah, I hope... I think happen. they were probably briefed about oh, what was going to sure. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yikes. But also... There was, like, handcuffs. There were whips. I was like, J-Lo. I know. It was, like, scandalous. But then, like, so after that weirdness, and then, like, they all leave the stage, and then she just does her own, like, burlesque strip tease by herself. Yes. Which I was, like, losing my mind. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, now we're back to you being amazing again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. Like, oh. I... Um, as a baby gay, I could not handle it. I was like, oh my god. I was screaming, I was jumping, I was crying. I'm pretty sure, like, everyone around me was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, that was so hot. It was amazing. She's 50. 
when I when I'm fifty, I want to be able to do that and look like that. Exactly. I don't even look like that now, and I'm like. I mean, you do kind of. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't work out every day, and I don't eat just salad, so like right. I don't look like that. <laughs> but, but um. I just like yeah. I want to be fifty and like show my ass and yeah. like and still people be like, I want to fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, life goals. Life goals. <laughs> um. So then she like disappears, <laughs> and this like um. What what do you call it? Like video. Oh, the um, video. The red silk yeah, video. Like, the, there's like she's wrapped in this red silk. And she's twirling around. And at first it was like, oh, okay, this is very, like, artful. This is very beautiful. Like, I get she's, like, trying to do some, like, interpretive, something, like, deep. And then we just, like, everyone, like, slowly starts to sit down in their chairs. Yeah. And me and you were like, wait a second. This is, well, it was way too long. I was like, oh, it's not over. But then the kicker is, is like, she rises from the ground sitting down next to a white woman. Yeah. And she turns this white woman In the same there. kind of, like, red drapey, yeah. like, dress. And then she's like, stay with me, <laughs> leave me be, I don't want to fall another moment into your gravity. And we're like, what the fuck, Sarah Bareilles? Like, did she go see Waitress and now she's right, here to yeah. like... Well, and then, yeah, and then the white woman just does this interpretive dance, yeah. like, around her. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I have, I didn't think it was possible. Somebody is culturally appropriating white culture. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. That's so funny. Well, she was. I wonder if that's part of all of the stuff that she does, or if she was like, we're going to St. Paul, so we're going to need to pull out some Sarah Bareilles. No, I'm pretty sure that's her concert. She said that's like her favorite song, right? Yeah, one of her favorite songs. One of her favorite songs. No, bitch, one of... One of your production team people were like, you're going to sing this. And she was like, great, it's in my range. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so we were confused. Yeah, but then she, but then she went on to culturally appropriate another culture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she sings the cerebralis and then she goes, and I'm just like, and think I'm screaming at you. Like, why not Selena? Like, why didn't she come out of the floor and then be like, Late at night when all the world... You know, but she yeah. didn't. But then she sings Selena, Selena. Yeah. for a second. But then, like you said, she does like a Selena thing. We're screaming, we're crying. And then she's like, I got soul! Soul! <laughs> and we were like, what? We were These like, like gospel singers start like trancing out on stage. And we're like, um, J-Lo, no! no. No, you don't have soul. What you do have is pitch problems. <laughs> she was on She was like, I got soul. <laughs> it was like, Ugh. no, stop, so. stop, stop, JLo, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, and she's and, like, Aria. I don't know what she was singing. Oh, she was she singing was, something about respect. And yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> but then eventually she went back to being JLo and sang her stuff. And I was yeah. like, oh, yes, this is, this is why we came. And yeah. this is why you're cool. <laughs> you don't need to culturally appropriate other people's cultures. Like, you're JLo. Yeah, like, you're... literally cut that whole middle part exactly. out. Exactly. I would have been fine if that was, maybe not, the, like, keep Selena in, cut the rest out, and it would have been... Perfect. Well, she has to keep Selena in because Selena is the reason why she's so famous. Yeah, duh. You know, yeah. like, 
Yeah. Yeah. And my she, childhood, right? Right, there. exactly. <laughs> and, and she respects that and she acknowledges that, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. But she was like, I was 26 when I did this movie. And we were like, <laughs> I know. And then I was like, bitch, you were 26. Yeah. Damn. I know. <laughs> and my like 29 year old ass is like, fuck. <laughs> I'm never going to be famous. <laughs> my time no. is over. One day. No, no day. never. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, Minnesota player. <laughs> um, uh, fun question though. Oh, if you were to star in a movie, like whose life oh, would you? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh no, that's such a. <laughs> You're like I need days to think about it. I can't answer yeah. this right now. Okay, oh. I understand. I understand. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I want you to answer for me because I have no idea. Oh gosh, uh, I didn't even think about it. This, this was like on a whim. Like I was like, I need to ask Amanda. The world needs to know. I'm like, but like, <laughs> you know what? That kind of makes me. It makes me. It's one of those questions that's like, oh shit, because like, I don't know anybody that I can portray like who is like worthy of being in a like cinematic film to document their history because like there's not anyone that looks like me that I could play you yeah. know what I mean I mean like, that is a struggle I maybe I would love to be like oh my god I have no idea yeah I mean like the, <laughs> honestly like I'm thinking about it as like uh Salma Hayek yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like I could be J-Lo J- and I could be J-Lo in the movie about her making Selena. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't. Let's be real. <laughs> I have no idea. I would want to... Um, there's got to be... Yeah. You know what? As soon as we stop, I'm going to remember. Yeah, yeah. That's how it usually <laughs> works. But, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, how many Latinx heroes do we really have? Exactly. We I don't, don't really have very many. I don't know. Like, for me, I'm like, Salma Hayek. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, Juan Gabriel is, like, one of mm-hmm. my idols. A famous Mexican singer who was gay and whom nobody gave a shit that he was gay because yeah. he was so talented and his music touched the world. Yeah. Which is actually, like, how does one get to that level yeah. for, like, people don't care about your sexuality? Yeah. Or any of your identity. They just, right. like, love you because the, you're so blessed. You're so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that's amazing to me. Goals. Uh, goals. <laughs> but it's like, why are we so obsessed with, um, with our identities? Why are we so obsessed with, like, you know, people's sexualities, people's gender. Yeah, and how, like how and why does it hold so much value to like who you are? You right. Know? Like it isn't just like you are, but it means like you hold a certain amount of um, like uh, I I don't know value. <laughs> you know, people want you or they or you don't. You're better or you're not. Like, right. Because right. Of, how you define yourself? Right, yeah. It's so weird. It is weird. How do you de- how do you define yourself, Amanda Rodriguez? Okay, well, <laughs> actually, I just thought that maybe I would like to be in like a live action movie of Coco or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tor almost spit out their coffee. <laughs> um, well, because again, Tor. Gintor. Again, Coco is yeah. one of the few things that we have. So, yeah. <laughs> or, like, a live action. If there was, like, a, a Disney that, like, I could be in a live action, that would be super fun. Um, maybe we should have tour the Disney live action. 
know, gay Mexican gay Disney. Gay Mexican <laughs> Disney. I love it. I'm in. Okay. Who'd we contact? Dear Disney. <laughs> At Disney. <laughs> At Disney. <laughs> um, how, how do I describe myself? Um, you know, I guess, like, um, as my, like, race and ethnicity, that's something that I've always struggled with because I am mixed, and so my mom is white and my dad is Mexican or Chicano, um, and so I grew up, um, also in a very white, rural, uh, neighborhood so it it's kind of I I recently recently like in the as in like the past five years have very much been like I am brown and I'm proud but there was like a lot of um like uh re-socializing and also like um soul searching that I had to do to get to that place Mm -hmm. because a lot of the messages I received while I was growing up is that like brown is bad like Mm -hmm. Mexicans are lazy Mexicans are dirty Mexicans live in a house with like 20 people they all fit in the same car like stupid shit like that you know what I mean so like all this like negative messaging and like not wanting to be that and wanting to be the part of myself that was good to other people Mm. you know so like figuring that out now I would describe myself as like a Latina badass independent woman make all my money (laughs) own my car own my condo own all my shit yeah um so you're like the Mexican Beyonce Duh. I'm like J-Lo. You're like J-Lo. <laughs> Duh. I mean, kind of. I just like... <laughs> when J-Lo was on stage and she was like, ladies, what do you need from your man? I was like, money. <laughs> and she was like, no, we make our own money. I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> but I still want you to give me your money. <laughs> and of course, I was like, health care. Yeah. Better housing. <laughs> A secure relationship. <laughs> Tax cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, um, I've recently been, um, I guess, like, more, um, confident about being bisexual, which is something that, like... You're bisexual? What? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love, I love pussy and wiener. (laughs) But, um, so, this is so scandalous, but like, so I've been more confident in saying it because I think like, um, just like in this culture in general, like American culture and probably in other places as well is that like, it's acceptable for women to be affectionate towards women and like it's, um, but it's not so if it's like men and men, you know what I mean? And like, it's also something that's sexualized by men. Mm -hmm. So it's like a plus if you do like women so it like there's a lot of privilege that comes with it and a lot of erasure which like makes me think like it used to be like oh I'm not gay like I just think that women are hot which is like and then it like <laughs> it took me a while to kind of be like oh I'm gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Funny so thing like, is, I felt the same way. Really? I'm not gay, but I think women are hot. And then eventually I was like, I've been lying to everyone <laughs> in the whole world. I don't think women are hot. That's not true. I do think they're hot. I'm just not attracted to them. I don't want to have sex with them. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I used to be like, 
Well, and, like, I'm starting to, like, really think back now and, like, like, where did it come from, you know? Because everyone always has that question, like, when did you know you were gay? <laughs> and it's, like, and, you know, I'm almost 30 years old, so it's, like, why does it even matter now? Like, I'm mm. living my life the way that I want to. Like, I have, like, a, a heterosexual relationship, and um, I don't plan on changing it, and I love the way that I live my life, so, like, why does it even matter that I, like, right. want to be right. this identity or whatever, um, be seen this way? And um, I don't know, so I'm, like, you know, like, Freudian, like, going back into my childhood, and I'm, like... I, I was thinking about, like, middle school and, like, how we had to, like, change in the locker rooms and stuff. And I'd always, like, look at titties. And it's, like, and I always chalked it up to being, like, what is, like, what do they look like compared to mine? And it's, like, comparing and that socialized, like, women compete against each other kind of thing. But I think I was just looking at movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're squishy. Um, <laughs> So I think, uh, I don't know, and like I've, I just like the the more comfortable I get with like being, it's almost like I think the the hesitation comes from like saying it out loud and people being like, you just want attention or like that's not true or like that's fake, you know what yeah, I mean? Because I feel yeah. like there is that weird like... Yeah. Like, you're either gay or you're not, and bisexuality is this weird, yeah. like, in-between that isn't real. And so, yeah. like, it's even, like, come with, like, educating myself and, like, and understanding myself that it is a real thing mm -hmm. because it's who I am, too. Right, so, right, yeah. exactly. So I'm, like, a brown, Latina, bisexual, titty-loving cat mom ho thick ass bitch i also <laughs> i also have been um like reclaiming i guess my identity in fitness because i never thought that like i was athletic yeah and um i've been doing crossfit with you at solcana and yeah, Solcana um, fitness shout out just like the stuff i've been able to um do mm -hmm. you know like i used to not call myself athletic because I don't like running I still don't like running I don't have a lot of stamina but like I can back squat like 180 pounds and yeah. I can like lift like and walk across the room with like 210 pounds and I'm yeah. like whoa like this is not something I thought that I could get my body to do mm -hmm. so like and and to me like fitness still seems like something that's really distant and not for me like I don't belong inside of that culture because like the, the way that it it's given to you in the media is just like yeah. you know skinny white people and like this is how you should look and like mm -hmm. it, like really muscly or really toned or like just flat skinny here's what you eat here's what you don't eat right just like not my like my body and like my identity isn't represented in that world so like yeah, yeah. so like also learning like that I am that and like where do I fit I don't know. It's been a good year. It's been fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the whole fitness thing because when you look at a uh, fitness that is, or things um, that involve fitness that are, um, um, what's the word? Like commercials, not yeah. advertised yeah. to like men and women. Like for a while there in the 80s, there was like that soda tab. Mm. You know, did you ever hear about tab? 
Yeah. It was like this. It was a really cute soda. It came in a pink yeah. can, uh-huh. and um, it was basic soda for women. Oh. Which is. Was it like sugar free or something? I think so. Was it like diet? Soda? Yeah, it was like diet <laughs> soda, but it was tab and, oh. and all like like. Bus- I've never had a tab. Oh my god, business women drink it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and also women that were into fitness wearing their pink tights. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, yeah. after aerobics. Jane Fonda kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like in terms of fitness. Like, because with CrossFit, it's weightlifting and, yeah. like, you know, doing all of these, like, quote-unquote, like, manly things. Yeah. And, like, with women fitness, it's always aerobic. Yeah. And yoga. Yeah, and, stretch, like, sweat a little bit, but not too much. But not too much, please. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you ruin your makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, and just, like, the idea of, um, oh, I might burp. You might have to edit that. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. You're just being yourself, and you that's what? what is promoted on this show. Exactly. On Normandia. Normandia. <laughs> that was like so that? good. Amanda, you are J Lo. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I burp in every podcast that I'm in. It's just I think I just burp all the time. It's um, like your signature move. <laughs> burp queen burp that's queen. how i define myself that's my identity the Garita burp queen rodriguez <laughs> i like it <laughs> burp queen i'm sweating um shit i forgot what i was gonna say oh uh, i don't know it's fine fitness yeah advertising tab yeah <laughs> um actually can we talk about white maria Okay, listen, everybody, this is what happened. So, Jen from the last podcast, me, Jen, and Tor all went to see Lizzo, and the the Uber ride there was so awkward that when me and Tor went to go see J-Lo, I was like, we better not have the same experience in this Uber going... And I jinxed it, so it was ten times worse. Uh, Uber driver was named Maria. We were like, "Oh yes, we got Maria. We're gonna." Yeah. And then we get it's gonna in be the, lit. It's gonna be lit, and then we get in the car, and it was. Where's oh, the dog coming from, Donnie? What? Oh, the running, running dog. Uh, okay. Now the neighbor dog is like, "This is my neighborhood." <laughs> Oh, now all the dogs. <laughs> I guess they're pro Maria. They're yeah. Like, oh, you're talking shit about Maria. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Maria, alert! Maria's here. <laughs> Stay away. Um, okay, sorry, okay. we're out of fact. So white Maria. So white <laughs> Maria Blanco. Maria, <laughs> Maria Blanco. <laughs> we <laughs> we we get in the car and we're like, oh, and she's like. Hi, she has like the like South Dakota accent, like mm-hmm. like thick, thick um, Minnesota accent. Like I don't even know how to do it right. I can't do like, it. Um, Sorry. Like oh, it's oh, Tuesday. Oh, hey, yeah. go ride the oh, boat yeah. outside. Oh, in that's so cute. Oh, cute. Oh, for cute. <laughs> oh, for cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that we was... were, and she's. I don't even know. She's like, where are you going to today? Or some shit like that. And we're like, we're going to see J-Lo. And she's <laughs> like, oh my God, bye. <laughs> and, um, and just like, so 
How do we describe how terrible Maria Well, okay, is? so, <laughs> I mean, she asks us a simple question. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do, you do? And oh. and I just, I said, oh, you know, I'm a performance artist. I do art. I do everything. And then you said you work in art. Uh-huh. And then she asked, I think she asked us if we went to school for it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I have a degree in theater. Yeah. And then I have a minor in Chicano studies. And that's oh. when that... That's when it kind of clicked, and she was like, oh, do you mind my ignorance and asking? I forgot. Yeah, that's how it started. I forgot about that. She's like, now I'm going to use this entire 15-minute ride to St. Paul to ask you about everything I've ever wanted to know about brown people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do you mind my ignorance can I ask you what does Chicano mean what does Ch- what does Chicano mean does it are you are you Mexican are you yeah. Venezuelan are you Colombian I don't know Guatemalan, Guatemalan. But except she was like Colombian Venezuelan <laughs> Guatemalan we're like Maria <laughs> and then I explained and then I was you know what because I mean I hate explaining to white people but you know yeah. I was like you know fine let me let me tell you what Chicano means you know and yeah and as soon as I told her, you know, Mexican, all of a sudden she was like, well, hola. And then she busted up with the Spanish, yeah. remember? And that's when I kind of like checked out. So I was like, I cannot. That, that's when I tried to take over the conversation. Because yeah. I was like, whoa, this is like everything. This is like my nightmare and more. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and like, you can't like jump out of the car and roll away. You know, <laughs> like, you're just, like stuck there. No. But she's like, oh, yeah. Um, which she's like, me amo Maria. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And then starts talking about like her name. And she's like, people like are always surprised when they see a, like a white Maria. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was. <laughs> and then, um, and I was like, oh yeah, I bet. And like, just like trying to like not, like trying to, just like get through this conversation, this like yeah. small talk as fast as I could. And then she like starts like to really open up about it. she's like she like gets upset. She's like telling us like this really like true experience that she has as a white woman with a Spanish name. Yeah. You know, and I was like, why do you I was like, well why do you have the name Maria? And she's like, because my mom thought it was pretty <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. People and call was, me like, Marie. Yeah, all people the call time. me Marie because Oh yeah, people call me Marie because they can't fathom that a white woman is named Maria, and I was like, hee hee. <laughs> I know, like, exactly. Such a I thought name. you were brown. <laughs> God, and just like, um, she was like, even people who like see my name on an email will then respond to me and say Marie, like, what the heck? And I'm like. <laughs> Yes, your life is so hard, yeah. Maria. Maria, and like, yeah, okay. Well, guess what, Maria? Like, people tell me to go back to my country all the time, and I'm from Illinois, so like. <laughs> and this is via email. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, also Maria, same. Like, I get interviews sometimes for jobs because of my last name, and then when they find out I don't speak Spanish, they're not interested anymore. Yeah. Like, could you imagine Maria? What that feels like? Oh my <laughs> like, God. <laughs> she was like really upset that like people did not accept that her name is Maria and that she's white, and I'm like, 
can't relate. <laughs> Not one single bit. And I was like, oh, oh, oh Maria. Maria. And then like we asked her, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I work in healthcare. And I was like, great, like a good way to not talk about us. <laughs> and I was like, have you been watching the debates? Like, who are you like rooting for? Because um, I know healthcare is a huge topic. And she's like, oh, I live under a rock. I don't really know. And like, blah, blah. And then we're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. At least she was like, I guess any... I guess anyone, Elizabeth Warren, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and because, like, I thought, because after I said that, I thought I stepped into, like, um, some, like, Republican territory. Right, and was, like, right. Like, I didn't watch the dumb debates because, like, I'm not voting Democrat, but, like, was, no, <laughs> but she did say Elizabeth Warren, so it did kind of start to, like, ease up, oh, and we were able to, like, yeah. talk and talk. Um, but, I mean, these are the experiences that we deal with, yeah. though, like, on, like, the daily or at least like the weekly, you know, because we have this conversation about um, educating white people, yeah. which I hate to, I mean, I hate to always bring this up, but it's just, I feel like it needs to get out there that we do need to talk more about this and why it's um, important for people to understand that we do this because you don't leave us alone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, like, what does it... What does it mean to you to, like, educate white people? When you say that, like, what does it mean? Well, it's, well, it's like Maria asking what Chicano means. Right. You know? Right. It's, um, even, like, people asking me constantly if I could teach them Spanish. Can you teach me Spanish, though? For real. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. But, I mean, it's also um, teaching people, you know, how it's not okay to... Well, it's not okay to call me food. Like, don't call me enchilada. Don't call me hot tamale. Don't call me spicy. I think that's something that Maria said. She was saying something about, like, oh, like, so zesty. Oh, she called Camilla Harris. Uh, How do you say... Is it... Where is the emphasis on the syllable for Harris? Uh, is it Kamala? It's Kamala Harris. Mm, okay, yeah. she was like, yeah, she's just like so zesty and like did the like the like mad black woman trope and was talking mm-hmm. about how she thought she was like being too mean and she was like trying to be a prosecutor and like wasn't being very presidential and I was yeah. like that is not the reviews that I'm hearing from other people, Maria. No. Like, no, like, actually, Kamala was on point most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was like Maria, like. Yeah. Maria, Maria. Because we're Maria. just stereotypes to her. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. Though, it's like we we're stereotypes to certain people, yeah. and like we they, we can't like take that away. Like from we can't take that like, we can't take that identity away from them. Like to us. Like exactly. That's what, that's what they think like, we are. They have... Oh, someone's playing Tainted Love outside the... on their bike. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of noise going on. We're, like, indoors. <laughs> like, those birds. Oh my God. It's okay. They're Latino. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, come on, I'm um, Yeah, so I was recently reading this book called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Rennie... Uh, Ido, I think is how you say her name, and um, she's this um, African-American 
Well, no, actually, she's just black, because uh, she lives in England. But anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> she's this black um, journalist and writer, um, and she writes this book, and, and she explains um, one of the reasons why she doesn't talk to people about it anymore, and she explains, like, it was around, like, the 2016 election, and, like, when everything was, like, coming to a head, especially around race, and especially with, like, the killings of black people by police, and, um, just, like, the conversation coming up in rooms that she was in more and more often, especially, that were dominated, um, by white people, or, um, primarily white people, and, um, she was like, I'm just like, I'm sick of putting all of my energy into these spaces that like reciprocate with these blank stares and like, um, just this like, this like guilt and this pity and this like, it's just like, it's, it's not a black or brown person's responsibility to make sure that you understand what it's like to live like them because of like what your people are doing to us you know what i mean and so it's like it goes into like the history of um of blackness in in england um and how and like europe and how um because she talks about like growing up in elementary school or primary school, um, they would talk about, they would have a Black History Month and they would talk about um, the history of black people, but it would mostly be about American civil rights movements. Mm. And it, w- it wasn't anything about like the history of blackness in Europe. So um, when she was in college and um, like, or grad school or something she was like looking more into the history so she has this whole first chapter on how like like racism plays out in um, Europe and then she talks about um, um, this like uh, anxiety that uh, white nationalists have that like their power is going to be taken from them because eventually like black and brown people are going to be well and are the majority mm-hmm. and so like that like um that anxiousness of like racial domination i guess yeah. and she talks about that and which um, is interesting though because we are the majority now and yet yeah. we don't have power exactly. i don't understand i don't understand that because white supremacy is a vicious bitch yeah. <laughs> it will do anything like it it really is this um like unbalanced um unfair system that we're living in like you see it all over yeah i was looking at articles about how like when climate change finally destroys us all like white people are going to buy their way out of it when like the black and brown poor people are going to struggle and like be affected the most by it like it's just like it's once you start to really dive deep into that subject and do research like you just see it in every pocket of life yeah that it's like overwhelming yeah but anyways highly recommend that book and it's really fun to read it at work because then people are like oh my god like what are you reading it's like why i'm not talking to white people about this and they're like oh 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 like pearl clutching happens and like and i love recommending it to white people too because they're like uh, like I, I told it, I recommended it to my supervisor, and she's like, "It's on my Goodreads list." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, 
So, like, do you ask her, like, every day, oh, so have you read it yet? Oh, so have you read it yet? No, because <laughs> she'll assign me books, too, and I don't want to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, the, I also feel like in, in my job, which, like, doesn't seem like it, you wouldn't expect to be, like, an arts marketer and sitting in conference rooms talking about your identity all the time, mm-hmm. but, like, especially the past three years now that um like grants are giving institutions more money to be diverse and equitable and inclusive it's like all i talk about all the time and it's so draining like and like and to be able to do this work it's like you have to explain to usually a like predominantly group of white people your identity but they don't want you to talk about your identity in a truthful way which is this that you're that like an identity as a brown person in America and in Minnesota specifically that's so white like my identity is constructed from not being white yeah and but you don't want to hear that part of it when i tell you you want to know like i'm you know i'm half mexican so at home like we listen to this music and we ate this food and like this is what family get-togethers are like Mm -hmm. and like this is the stories we told and Mm -hmm. like here's like a really cool cultural celebration they don't want to talk about how like how I feel when I'm in the room talking to all of you about my identity that's constructed because of your oppression, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear it. So it's like you're constantly talking about identities in this weird, protected yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So that, like, but for what, though? Because, mm-hmm. like, the reason that that white people don't want to hear it, I feel like, is because it makes them feel guilty. Yeah. Like, right away, they they take they take me explaining, like, I am brown because you are white, and this is what whiteness means to me as a personal attack. Yeah. Because people, we have grown up to, or, like, I guess socialized, rather, as, like, racism is bad, and, like, generalization is bad, and, like, um stereotyping people based on their color of their skin is wrong and like Martin Luther King fought for us you know and like that kind of shit and like not to say that it's not bad and not wrong but that when white people hear anything about racism they automatically consume it as this like personal attack and guilt of like I'm a bad person when it's not about individuality and it is rather about like an entire system that like we all play a part in Mm. and so it's just like you can't even get to like the kernel of like of uh change so that you can start building like a new culture without like these tears and like whatever and like i don't understand could you please tell me more about what you're talking about like no i brought up the word code switch because somebody else 
spent time like creating that language right. that I found mm -hmm. and now I have something to like call what I experience I have language yeah. for something that I experience every day mm -hmm. so you can go look that up and you can read it and learn about it yourself I don't want to sit here and tell you what code switching is right. or what unconscious bias is right. or like what a microaggression what a micro <laughs> like I mean it's like the the littlest things like yeah. yeah and also there's a thing called google now we do yeah. live in 2019 yeah stop asking us and google it i'm gonna have to find something for you there's this like website that you can <laughs> that you can go to and it's it looks like the google homepage, and you can type in what you're googling and then you can copy and paste like a permalink and send it to somebody <laughs> so when someone asks you like hey what's code switching you can send them a link and it will go to what looks like a google page and code switching will type itself in and hit search for you <laughs> and get you to the, to the results page it's I so love that. funny oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious so oh my god it's so funny that you were talking about like language at work and like just like just the stuff that you're talking about because it reminds me of this of the situation that happened around Christmas time when um, a coworker was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to eat the to eat a tamale." A tamale. And I was, and I'm like, I'm just like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I'm gonna say it, and I was like, um, it's actually a tamal. <laughs> and, I say tamale all the time. <laughs> well, um, I say tamal tamales, um, <laughs> which is also. Ugly, ugly to hear, but if you're gonna eat one, it's a tamale. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, I saw a meme days later that yeah. said the exact same yeah. thing, and I could not stop laughing. We, we must have all been hearing it. We must have all been thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> the hive was like, it's tamal. <laughs> <laughs> it's tamal. One tamal. One tamal. Two tamales. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> also, you don't eat just exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> that's, 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 yes, that's also very true. Uh -huh. Maybe one dozen, but, yeah. you know. There's um, a, a restaurant in the global market um, called La Loma, and they have the tamales. Mm, they have tamales. <laughs> and tamales. <laughs> and they... <laughs> And I saw someone eating one once, and they were like, do I just, like, eat the whole thing? And someone was like, honey, no. Like, unwrap it. Oh and I God. was like, and she's like, I should have just let you eat the whole thing. <laughs> and I know people who, like, will eat the corn The corn has, ew. I know. They're probably like, these Mexicans have disgusting food. <laughs> <laughs> ew. Does that even Crunchy. digest well? Probably not. Oh, God. It probably cuts up your mouth and shit. Oh. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't not that's just mm, no yeah. i don't like it so this like and especially living in minnesota this like um this interaction like we have with maria like happens all the time happens all. like one time i was driving a friend to work and i had i think one of my taillights was out and so a cop pulled me over to tell me and i was like um and it was a black cop, so it was fine. You know, it wasn't, like, super uncomfortable, even though it's still, like, fuck cops. But yeah. anyways, I was like, okay, like, at least it's not a white dude. He comes up and he's like, hey, like, did you know that your light's out? And I was like, totally. I was aware. Thank you so much. Like, I'm going to fix it today, which was a lie, but whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just have to get to work right now. And he's like, okay, just want to let you know. Like, no tickets, no warning, whatever. Just make sure you get that fixed, okay? I'm like, great. But then his partner who was with him, like, came around to the other side of the car, which I'm not even sure is, like, good practice for a cop or whatever, and, like, knocked on the window. I was with Mika, and so, like, rolled down the window, and I was like, 
jump like because this was also around the time of like Philandro Castile and like uh, and I was just like yeah, I don't like yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to see anybody that right. looks like you anyway so he like was knocking my window and I was like rolling it down and I was like and I like cracked it open and I was like yes like are we good to go and then he said something in Spanish to us and I was like okay because <laughs> I, I don't know I was like no comprende and um <laughs> like whatever and then uh Mika was like yeah thank you bye and then like we drove away and and I was like, what did he say? And he was like, oh, he was telling us to have a really good, nice day. And I was like, is that racist? And it's like, yeah, it was. Like, absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. So, like, we already had this, like, this, like, I don't know what you call it, transaction mm-hmm. with the police officer. Like, this is why I pulled you over. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. And then after that, white cop decides, I don't know, that he needs to, like, develop a rapport, like... <laughs> Right, with brown people. Oh, yeah, like, like, yeah. bye, have a good day in Spanish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm start saying that. Bye, yeah. have a good day in Spanish. Have a good day in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reminds me, one time I had an interview at, um, oh my God, I even forgot the place already. It was a theater in St. Paul, the Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. I had an interview there. It was for NPR, because NPR runs the Fitzgerald. Mm, and a woman yeah. there... Um, when I was at the interview, it was me interviewing for like 10 people. So that was already ridiculous. But she came up to me and she was, she said, oh, oh, Hector. Oh. (laughs) She said, Hector, buenos dias. Como estas? And I was like, "Eh, fine. Thank you. How are you? And, um, she kept, you know, she kept talking to me in Spanish for a little bit and then she finally stopped. And, um, I was like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you talking to me in Spanish? Yeah. And everyone around her was all like, you know, just like nodding their heads like, yeah. 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 And I was like, how, just not, how does everybody think this is okay? Yeah. Do you, do you talk, do you talk in Spanish to all the candidates? Like, are yeah. you, just how you greet everyone or just yeah. me because of my name was Hector at the time? Yeah. You know? Well, and because like, you clearly look not white. So like I do thank you. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm like, really? I don't? Yes. Oh my god, I look brown. Oh thank, thank god. god. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no, like, yeah, was there anybody else there that looked like you? And if there were, would she be like, Hello, como estas? Like whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then she talked about how like she was vacationing in Mexico. Uh, uh, no one fucking cares if you've <laughs> ever been to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico. Like I don't want. Like, yeah, it's. I wish I had the privilege to travel like you, Maria. Yeah, Maria. <laughs> Maria Blanco. Maria Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and the thing is, it's like, it's so, it's it's so, it's normal. It's, they think they are being humble. They think they're being nice. Um, they think they're being friendly. Yeah. Um, what's the word? They, they want to develop, like, some sort of relationship. They want to relate. Yeah. And they they want to show that, like, they want to create that, like, safety. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to hurt you. Like, I get you. Yeah. Like, Obviously you're brown. Obviously I'm white. Mm-hmm. Como te llamas? Como te llamas? <laughs> Como te llama? <laughs> Yo soy woke. 
<laughs> si se puede. Si se puede. Oh, God. But anyways, no, that shit's like, yeah, mm. people are... Yeah. They want to talk about Mexico. They want to try to use the language. And it's like, listen, like, I don't even use the language every right, day. Because right. of y'all. Right, exactly. So, like, don't come at me trying to talk well, my yeah. language. Well, because also, <laughs> like, people are getting, like, in massive trouble for speaking Spanish. Yeah. Like, you know, like, on, it's, you see it on the news like all the time. time. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say trouble, but, I mean, it's just, like, racist people, like, are yelling at them. Racist people are, like, beating yeah. people up for just speaking Spanish. Yeah. Like, it's Like, ridiculous. at a barbecue in public at the park or right. something. Right, yeah, exactly. You get beat up because you're speaking... Right. The, the, the poli- they call the police on you because you're speaking in yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Like, and that's all you're doing. You're yeah. speaking in Spanish and, oh, this is America. Yeah. So but, then, like, white liberal Minnesota is like, we're not going to be like that. We're going to speak Spanish to you. And it's like, okay, listen, Amy Klobuchar, like, I, not everybody who is Chicano, Chicana, whatever, speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. I don't. So, I mean, I'd like to, working on it, whatever. Right. But that's another story. Never <laughs> that's mind. That's another story. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, being, like, I don't. I don't speak Spanish and it's not because I don't want to, but it's because learning a language is hard and I live in the Midwest where that's not a predominant language or like there definitely is, there definitely are so many Spanish speakers here. They're just never where I am Yeah. and like I can't find, like I can't make my way into that community for like whatever reason, like that's a whole nother thing to talk about, but like I didn't grow up speaking it in my household and like my... My dad also, like, didn't speak it to me. And, like, I heard my grandma speak it, and I heard him speak it with my grandma. But, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a part of my growing up and how I was raised. And, like, and I think that's because um, for my Mexican family, speaking Spanish was, one, dangerous, and two, like there's like the emphasis of assimilating and speaking English and like so that they can achieve the American dream like everybody else yeah so like why why do why does why do my children need to know this language that's not going to help them yeah and then getting the mixed message when you're growing up in like high school and college like now you have to learn Mm -hmm. Spanish because it's like like it's good for the uh, for like job searching, it's yeah. like um, the, the economy is going to be mostly Hispanic, so you should learn yeah. Spanish. But like, yeah. also growing up, people would say like you're better off speaking German so you can travel, you know, and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like it was like even though Spanish like became something that was um, a commodity or like um, like a I don't know, a benefit yeah. to learn. Like, mm. it, um, it still wasn't the best one to learn. There were yeah. other, like, more fun, easier mm. languages to learn. And yeah. then, like, I looked at German homework and I was like, what the fuck? But anyway, <laughs> anyways, yeah. all that to say, like, it wasn't a priority for me to learn yeah. Spanish. And, like, the, the, like, response that I still get from, like, not even, like my people but white people who are like oh that's a shame they like uh, shame me for yeah. not knowing spanish and it's like i know yeah don't remind me i know me. john <laughs> <laughs> that it would be so much fun if i knew spanish when i went to mexico like you but i don't right. know 
yeah. you know and so but then it's also hard for me to then like find community here yeah uh, because the people who do speak Spanish like stay in those um Mexican or immigrant communities here and so it's like if I I'm ar- like I'm already an outsider because I don't have that language yeah. like yeah. I went to a bakery the other day and they said something to me in Spanish and I was like and I knew what they were saying so I said yes I like responded in English and they were like oh okay and then kept talking to me in English and I was like no I just wanted you to keep talking to me <laughs> it's like how am I supposed to learn if I don't embarrass myself <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's hard. But yeah, it is hard here um, because that's one thing that I have been struggling uh, with here in Minnesota is finding community yeah. and um, building community here. And uh, it's I've been trying to figure out like what the issue is, what is the problem? Yeah. Because there's so many of us here, yeah. but yet we don't really, we don't connect. And I think a lot of it has to do with fear on both ends, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, like for me... I do have that fear when I want to speak Spanish with somebody because I'm I'm not comfortable with my Spanish. So yeah. then I just I get I get scared. Yeah. And then Yeah. Because you know what it feels like when stupid white people try to speak Spanish and it's not good. Right. Like, exactly. You don't want to be that person. Yeah, exactly. But you'll never be that person. But there's still that like Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and, hesitation. I, and I think it's the same thing with like on the other side is that they they don't um like what well, I guess in terms of like trying to like speak English, they don't you know they don't they don't feel comfortable speaking English because it's you know it's not their language, right. and I think they're like I think language is a huge barrier, mm-hmm. and then um, on the other side, it's also um, like kind of like they don't you no know, they don't want to like aff- like we don't want to offend each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's a whole complicated thing, and I I just I'm still trying to figure out like how me as a person can be better at communicating with people and just try and build community. Yeah. Um, because I think, um, like, we're stronger in numbers. So, I oh, mean, like, yeah. we all need to, like, you know, get together and, like, take over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm reading another book that I should give you. <laughs> when just give me I'm all the books. Um, shout out to Moon Palace Books. Pretty sure it's owned by white people, but they have really good books. They um, do have really good books. Actually, Janata just wrote a book that's coming I out in September. Read that. Um, is that the like queer stars yes. for us all or whatever it's called? No, it's we should like, give her a real shout out. We will give you a real shout out. I will like write it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called um, De Colores, <gasps> means all of us. And it's a bunch of like, um, uh, like Latinx um, academics and journalists, writers, and whatever. It's a bunch of essays put together about um, social justice in the Latinx community. And so I've only gotten a little bit into it. Um, so like the first like sixty pages or something, and it's a lot about the um, the like the race binary mm-hmm. of. America which is like um you are either white or you're black and if you're not white you're not you're still like you're not black but you're like still bad (laughs) you know what I mean yeah and so like you can only be one or the other yeah yeah. actually that is a very good read because that is very true this world is black and white or at least this country is black and white yes 
um, there is no in between. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Because it's like, well, no, we we exist. Yeah. Latinx people exist. Asian people exist. Yeah. Native yeah. Americans exist. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's, and then that? it's like, and because they're thinking in this like this binary of black and white, it's like it. Then it's hard for Latinx people to. Um, like combined forces with the right. black community because they're like, well, you don't experience the same things we do as black people, and I don't think like that's the conversation we're trying to have, but rather like um, we have our own experiences in mm. racism in America being like this, um, this other like this other color that's not white too. Mm. Like we like it's like racism. I feel like. And maybe it's just because I've only been reading, like, black activists, but Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel like, especially recently in, like, our times, it's been very heavy. Like, so much bad shit has been happening to black people in America. So, like, that's been, like, the highlights in the media and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just been recently that academics have been starting to, like, gather... you know the research and the whatever they need to write the articles like we've seen a lot of um like black social justice advocates write for today one of the things in that book that i've been reading which i thought would be a little bit more enlightening and it has just been kind of like oh wah wah this sucks (laughs) is like the history um because i and like maybe your chicano studies can like point me in the right direction but it's like what is the history of like mexican people in america because obviously like we were here before we were colonized by the spaniards and also um in america by um the fucking pilgrims or whatever and like and then how do we differ from like native americans like how do those indigenous communities differ from each other and what did those cultures look like because basically the uh, some of the history that i was reading in the beginning of this was like like one of one of the authors talks about how they were looking at different um, elementary school textbooks yeah. and um, how we teach our youth about mm. the history of America and like the myth of um, whiteness and like manifest destiny and shit like that. And like Latinx people or like Mexicans are like very rarely um, mentioned yeah. and it's like either about like slavery and like and and it's always like to um, like apologize for the for like um, um, colonizers yeah. basically yeah. like uh, um, you know we we as in like the white America had slavery but we apologized for it and we set them free and then like we grew our nation with help from like Mexican laborers and and mm-hmm. Asian um, laborers and things like that and it's like but you also killed us and you also like made us assimilate to your white culture and like started wars with us and like took our territories and like yeah. so it's like um, but that's not but that's not what we talk about and that's not what we talk we about. talk about the Alamo yeah, which they which also they say lost. is yeah they <laughs> lost, but they also like that. Don't they say that it was like our fault yeah. too? Oh, like it's mm-hmm. not like it was, mm-hmm. or like we joined forces, or like there. It's like well, it's, it's really muddy and it's weird. It's just yeah, it's really it. And the thing is, like even like in Texas history, because I grew up in El Paso, so I learned Texas history because that was a requirement 
It was there was very little said about yeah. Mexican. Yeah. Which makes zero sense because I was like, uh, hello, Texas at one point was Mexico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> but yeah. yet nothing. Yeah. It's it's um and that's the thing because you don't know this growing up. No. Like, totally. I didn't realize this until college. Actually, I was having a conversation earlier with a friend of mine about how it took me um, it took me to leave my culture, to like step out of my culture, to learn about it. Yes. Which yes. is, I mean, I find that it's kind of like insulting. I should be embarrassed, and I am a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't know yeah. about like Chicanos, like I didn't know anything about like the Chicano history until I like left and like yeah. studied studied about it in Minnesota, like right. studied about it in white culture, yeah. but I studied about it in white culture because I was missing it and I was like losing myself, yes. I was losing my identity right. and I needed to reclaim it, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think that's what happens here is that we, we have to, we reclaim it because we have a need to, yeah. because it's just, it's not there. Yeah. How do we like create a community that reflects us without being, um, I guess, like, suffocated by this, like, um, whiteness that, uh, like, norms. Right. right? And it's okay to um, acknowledge that, like, white virgility is terrible. Yeah. Um, because, and I bring this up because I had a friend message me, which I was, I'm not going to mention his name, but he knows who he is. <laughs> he messaged me after listening to the first episode yeah. and was like, I really love your podcast, yeah. but can I give you some advice? And I was like, ugh, okay. Yeah. And he's like, well, maybe you should like not really talk shit about white people. And I was like, uh, what? And and also I was like, well, I don't really necessarily say, call it talking shit. Like, I don't really talk shit about white people. But what I do point out on my show is the issues that um, white culture, you know. It's so interesting to to me that, like, you, if you call a white person white, then it's like racist or something. <laughs> no, just like they call Mexican people whatever they want, they mm-hmm. call black people whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like, but we can't call them white. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's talking shit. Yeah. Like no, and like if you feel if you're white and you're listening and you feel bad because we're saying white people and you think that like maybe we're like talking badly about white people, then like read a fucking book. Right. <laughs> But but a book not by a white person. Right, <laughs> and right, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like it's not like or that's take, your that's your guilt. Right, learn about it. Right, or take a training that's led not by a white person. Yeah, yeah. Go to a, go to a like movie in a neighborhood that doesn't look like your neighborhood. Right. Like interact. Like get out. Like it's. And also, like, what's going to happen? Is someone going to send me to jail because I'm, like, white people are fragile? Like, I don't... <laughs> when, they, when you talk about race, like, no. no. And, like, you don't have to like me or listen to me, but, like, I'm not going to be silenced because, yeah. like, the because white people's power is yeah. um, threatened right. by talking about... Right, exactly. Their and there's this notion of, like, 
we won't be successful if we continue talking, quote unquote, talking shit. <laughs> we won't make it because, yeah. like, that's not the way to do it. it. You know, that's not the key to success. The key to success is to act white. Yeah. Basically is what I heard through the whole, like, conversation I had with my friend. Yeah. Well, and, like, <laughs> like if, if we want to have conversations that don't make white people uncomfortable, aka cater to white people, then that's a whole different podcast than right. what you're trying to do. Right, exactly. Like, this is, like, uncensored, mm-hmm. like, real-life shit talk, mm-hmm. and it's not about white people. It's right. about brown people. Right. <laughs> it's about brown people, yeah. for brown people, but white I... people, you better listen. Yeah, because <laughs> you need to. Because you need to. You like, need listen to, know, to us. You need to know your effects on right. the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. People tell me all the time to be careful, and I'm like, why? Right. No, like, fuck you. I'm tired of, um, like, not saying what I want to say because I'm trying to make people feel comfortable, especially here in Minnesota, where yeah. people are so polite, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, we don't want any conflict, and it's like, no, let's actually talk about what's going on here. Yeah. And let's continue to talk about it, you yes. know, like, let's continue the conversation. And I think that's one of the big issues here is that the conversation is never continued. No. It's like, it's stuck. Like, we had it, and that was really uncomfortable, so glad we did that. Yeah. And never revisit. Let's go have a drink. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Yay. You know. Yeah. Or, like, another thing that is hard in these conversations is, like, there's a lack of understanding or maybe it's ignorance I don't know about like taking up space and what's what that means like yeah. if you are a white person in a room and like the topic of race comes up mm-hmm. like it's okay for you not to say anything mm-hmm. or to not defend yourself in your feelings mm-hmm. or like your identity as a white person because like when people are talking about race they're not talking about you mm-hmm. and like they're talking about systems and whatever I've already like gone on a rant about that but like sometimes I feel like in these conversations it becomes a platform for white people to just like take all the air out of the room and like to like talk about like well I think this and I think that and like it what about like this and like it's like you always have your chance to talk about that mm-hmm. like we live in your world every day like give us the the space give us the mic you know, right. to, like, say what we need to say and actually listen to us mm-hmm. and don't, like, listen to react and, like, to defend your fragility. Right, exactly. No me digas. <laughs> <laughs> actually, instead, let me tell you. <laughs> Déjame te digo. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it has been so much fun. I can't wait to come back. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, all right. So, on a final note, yeah. what do you want to tell your people? My people, um, if there's any bit of Latina, Latino, Latinx magic inside of you, bring it out and be 100. Go all the way. Don't care what anyone thinks. Stop being careful. Because we love you and you're beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> Thickerita Rodriguez, everyone. 
Thick Guido Rodriguez. Bye in Bye. Spanish. <laughs> Bye in Spanish. <laughs>